This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right. Time for part one of our Collectors series from CKNW contributor Eric Chapman. This week, we're featuring a series from community contributor Eric about collector's items and the people who search them out. Today on The Collectors, Eric visits a familiar voice to get a peek at his microphone collection that goes back nearly a century. Have a listen to this. Mike, I'm so sorry. Did I hurt your equipment? Boy's got something to say to me. Why don't you talk into the microphone? Hi. Want to hand me the mic? Thanks a lot. Oh, and now I see the great engineer of state with the great state screwdriver adjusting the mace screws on the great microphone. They say behind every good man is a strong partner supporting them. Well, the same can be said that behind every great recording is a strong microphone supporting it. In fact, there have been some incredible things done trying to obtain that perfect microphone. Where's the caddy? The what? The Cadillac we used to have, the Bluesmobile. I traded it. Traded the Bluesmobile for this? No, for a microphone. A microphone? Okay, I can see that. The urge to collect hits some harder than others. Larry Hennessy is not immune to the call. Excuse me, sir, whose microphone is this? Uh, I think it's that guy over there. In fact, it hit him a little harder than most. And if it's a microphone, he probably has it, or could tell you something about the mic you're asking about, or know a guy who knows a person who knows a girl who could find it at their auntie's auction for their estate. But that's not all he collects. I am collecting vintage audio equipment. So... Yeah, let's go. (laughs) Jeez. How Uh, many do you have? That's probably the first question. I have over 550 microphones. Of every make, from how far do they go back? 1920. This is a Continental. (gasps) Continental, probably 1922, 23. And this is, you just plug it in this? carbon microphone. So this works like the old telephone system. So it's a carbon mic. It actually has carbon particles inside it, and uh, when the, inside the diaphragm, and when sound goes at it, it it excites, moves the carbon, and it makes a little electronic uh, signal. In this grave, hour, perhaps the most faithful in our history. And so um, they say that back in the day, the the carbon particles will get packed. And uh, the mic would stop working, so some an engineer would come over and go boom and give it a big smack and loosen up the carbon. It's the same the same way that old analog tele- uh, telephones worked before we switched to digital. So yeah. even in the eighties and yeah. early nineties, that carbon it's a carbon microphone. Wow, you know, that is just really even cool to look at. Oh, I love it. All these here have actually played in uh, a movie called. Um, Bad Times of the El Royale with Jeff Bridges. 
there's a scene in that movie where they're doing a 1962 recording session. And so I was brought in with the, uh, the, the set and prop people, fantastic people, uh, to help set up uh, a 1962 recording session. So that would be reel-to-reel -reel tape, uh, vintage microphones and stands, vintage instruments. How did they stand? How did they perform? Et cetera, et cetera. I started to collect microphones as soon as I could, basically, but in the 90s, really. And so since the 90s, people have been coming to take microphones away and put them in TV shows and movies. Lights, camera, action! Uh, I never envisioned that I would be a consultant for scenes. So now I've consulted scenes for like uh, vintage band performances, radio station performances, uh, studio performances, etc. Because I'm just such a nerd for all that stuff, and uh, you know, a lot of a lot of movies don't care. They don't care if it's oh, uh, you know, like I watch movies and my wife she goes like, "Shut up! Hold on, that's a 1980s mixing board, and it's 1950. What the heck?" Do you have this drive in you that's just always looking? Yes. I'm I'm motivated because I love the stuff. I'm fascinated by it, um, and I love to uh, I love to find it. You know, mm -hmm. I love to dig through stuff and go, oh my god, there it is. You know, right, well, it's it like... almost went in the garbage, but no, I, yeah, here it is. Eureka! You know, I also uh, my uh, when I met my wife, her her mom, my mother-in-law, was a big mushroom picker, and so I I don't even like mushrooms, but I love picking them. <laughs> So it's the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's like a scavenger hunt, you know. Mm -hmm. I love uh, I love looking for stuff and finding it and digging for it. Uh, uh, antique shops, nah, don't even bother because they've had all the fun already. I want like I want to go to like oh Junkarama, you know, yeah. pull in the Junkarama. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I want to go. I got a friend who's into cars in the same way, and he'll just literally just drive the back roads. And if he sees a yard with a car in it, he'll just pull in. Yeah. And be like, what do you got? And yeah. he, the same thing, the stuff and the stories that he finds, it's just, exactly. oh, it's beautiful. It's like, awesome. Yeah. Can I have a look in your barn? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, of, of the, the besides the, the microphones, any sort of vintage audio or uh, even cameras, uh, any sort of vintage technology, uh, not digital, not computers, that's for somebody else to do. Um, if it's not functioning, you could probably make it function too, or find someone that can help you. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, some of it can't be, but I would say out of these microphones, probably over half of them are like perfectly functional. Oh, that's significant yeah. then, yeah. So I also I also produce and record music, and so I'm using, you know, I'm using this stuff to... Um, you know, to record groups and, and renting it to uh, to studios to use. And you can see I have reel-to-reel -reel tape machines here. So I also transfer reel-to-reel -reel recordings, mostly music recordings from the 60s, 70s, 80s, a lot of it Vancouver, but not necessarily. Mm -hmm. Is there a lot of that going on right now, or has there been like the digital to or the analog yes. to digital transitions? Yeah, quite a bit, quite yeah. a bit. I'm I'm uh, I'm quite busy. I just uh, I just transferred um, 
a fairly modern recording of a guy that decided to do his music on reel-to-reel tape 16 track and then he, uh, <laughs> he could not find this is a machine here Tascan 85 yeah, 16 yeah uh, he couldn't find the, the right machine and so I saw a friend posting does anybody have this machine so like the guy came from Winnipeg to, to have his music transferred no kidding yeah so I just did um, uh, Doug and the Slugs have digitized all their music and uh, I worked with Simon Kendall uh, to transfer a lot of the classic uh, Doug and the Slug stuff. Sure, collecting is great, but being able to turn your hobby into a job that pays you, that's pretty cool too. So next time you see that interesting place on the side of the road, pop in and ask if you can look around. You never know what you might find in that loft of the old barn with boxes full of car parts and weird photographs of people balancing plates on their noses. Oh,